I know we've been in series and all that kind of stuff, and, and we're going to stay in the series um, because I, I believe it's it's right along with what the Lord wanted this morning. And uh, we we won't be long this morning. That's a promise. And uh, but man, I I felt such a good spirit with the Lord in here this morning. And um, let me give you some advice, friend. Don't take that for granted. Don't take it for granted. Because um, one day, the Bible says the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. And so you're grateful, you ought to be grateful that you are in the time when His Spirit's striving with man. And uh, that's a straight enough blessing from the Lord. And it's grace. And this is the third message in our series entitled, By Faith. Entitled, By Faith. And uh, we preached last week on By Faith Able. By Faith Able. And... Um, this week, we'll be preaching on, Lord willing, by faith, Enoch. By faith, Enoch. If you know the life of Enoch, you know the story of Enoch, I'm sure. Um, but I, I don't. let's read our text. Hebrews chapter number 11. If you would, stand to your feet. Uh, we'll reverence the word of the Lord together. We're going to read one, uh, two verses there in Hebrews chapter number 11. Um, and read, we'll, we'll begin reading in verse number 5. And whenever you found your place, if you could say amen, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quick, and I'm going to be fast, and um, I'm going to obey the Lord, and because uh, I do have this word on my heart this morning, and uh, I, I just want to go right along with the Lord. Thank God in heaven. I'm, I'm so glad for what the Lord has done. I am so glad the Lord's been so good to us. And so uh, Hebrews chapter number 11, verse number 5, here's what the Bible says. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Thank you for standing this morning. You can be seated. Lord, we love you. Thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, your mercy, and love. Thank God for your spirit, sweet spirit this morning. God, I'm so grateful for that. I pray, God, you'd help this morning. Lord, and I pray, God, that you would, be, you, would, you would get all the glory, Lord, out of all things. You would get preeminence. We love you and praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. When I think of Enoch, and um, I think of him now as our second elder, okay? The Bible tells us in verse number 2, For by the elders obtained a good report. He's the second elder after Abel. Just like Abel, there's not much in the Bible that is recorded of this man. Enoch is the seventh from Adam down the lineage of Seth. And you don't hear much of Seth either. He's the seventh of Adam. And uh, he, was, he was the line of Seth and he... As we've already learned in our series, what is faith, by faith, what is faith? It is the assurance that God will do exactly what He has said in His Word, right? And so, 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 so all Christians need faith. We agree on that. All Christians need faith. They have to have faith to live life. No matter where you're standing, where your circumstance is, what your opinion is, or where your position is, you need faith. But according to Genesis, I mean, uh, uh, according to Hebrews chapter ten and verse number thirty-eight, the Bible says, "Now the just shall live by faith." 
The just shall live by faith. We are just, mean righteous, through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's the only way we can be, right? And so the just shall live by faith. And I've not met any, I've never met anyone in this entire world as a Christian that said, I have all the faith that I need. Have you? It's typically the other way around. One says, I need more faith. I need more faith in my life to do more things for God. But when everyone thinks of Enoch, what do you think of? The fellowship with God. He walked with God. I believe most of the time, our first initial thought on Enoch is, he walks with God, and God took him. And so, 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 one writer said faith was his ground of his pleasing God and his pleasing God was the ground of his translation. Because he pleased God, God would rather have had him with him. I don't know if that's always the case, all the case. I don't know any of that. But I'll tell you, would, would God have took this man without faith? You know, I can't just straight from the Bible answer that question. I cannot. But I will say he wouldn't have pleased God without faith. So it, since he wouldn't have pleased God without faith, that tells us that because it pleased God, it, he, he was this translated. He was translated in the, and so, so all that. But I want to look at this text this morning, and I want to preach on, by faith, Enoch. I could have named this a thousand different titles, but I just want to stick with a by faith, Enoch. So I want you to notice, number one, the start of Enoch's faith. We need to go back to the book of Genesis in chapter number 5, if we would. Genesis chapter number 5, and uh, I want to read our passage there, if we could, please, this morning. Genesis chapter number 5, and uh, verse number 21. The Bible tells us very clearly, right there. And Enoch lived sixty and five years, and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Isn't that a good? Isn't that good? Praise the Lord. And so, so, so I want you to think about this. In these verses, I believe we can see a, a sure turning point in Enoch's life. I've never noticed this before until my studies last night, okay? A sure turning point in Enoch's life. Notice with me. I want you to notice Enoch's conversion. Okay, the Bible says after, right? He says, it says very clearly, Enoch walked with God after Methuselah. So after Methuselah. So, so it seems that the time when Methuselah was born, there was some sort of conversion here. There was some sort of something in the life of Enoch. And we're told that Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah. And so get in my mind for just a moment and think about this. Maybe before he, he had Methuselah, Enoch was not walking with God at all. Maybe before he was not walking with God at all. Or there was nothing that said a God uh, on him. And maybe he was walking the way of the world. Uh, maybe he was walking the way of the flesh for 65 years. Uh, but at the, end of, uh, at the end of those 65 years, God revealed himself to Enoch uh, and told him about things which were to come. Would that make sense? I think it would. 
I think it would be fair, fairly good to see that. You understand that in those times, everything was revealed through revelation, inspiration, and Christophanies. You realize that, right? Everything was revealed in that way. Christophanies, a type of Christ, somebody, a visual appearance of Christ. Um, Christophanies. And, and, and so, and then you got the revelations as John was given the revelation to, to, um, to, to write down and pen the words and then inspiration to pen down the words. All scripture is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine, reproof, and correction for, and, and, and that, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished to all righteousness. Anyways, I, I didn't quote that perfectly. But I tell you is that, so we believe that God showed from the beginning of time, God had to show a man their position. Is that right? Their condition. A man had to be shown his condition. Adam had to be shown that he had sinned. No, he didn't, actually. He, had, he sinned, uh, and he knew that he had sinned, so he hid himself. Uh, but God had to come to him after that point. And so then God had to cover their sin. Right? With coats of blood. And so anyways, uh, but, but God revealed himself to Enoch and told him about things. How do we know that though? Well, one clue can be found in the unique name that Enoch gave to his son Methuselah. Names meant something then. I want everybody to know that. Names actually meant something. And every name given in the Bible was given by the Father or by the neighbors, if you didn't know that, and Ruth, um, was given, and it had a purpose of the name. The na- all names had a purpose. My name means victory of the people. But if you look up the name Methuselah, this name means when he dies, it shall come. When he dies, it shall come. What shall come? Well, well, well names meant a lot more then. Right? Names went a lot more than And it seems clear that God used something uh, to show uh, Enoch uh, that something very great was uh, going to happen uh, at the time when Methuselah dies. When he dies, it shall come. What was this great event? Well, what? Well, well, here's the thing. Here's, here's what we get in. Don't get ahead of me. Uh, here's the thing. The, 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 the biggest event that was ever had ever taken place was about to take place upon the earth. Methuselah lived 969 years. 969 years. He was born and Enoch was 65. Enoch lived 300 more years and died at 365. And then Methuselah was lived, lived 969 years. And then you can go on and find a little bit farther that his, his son, Lamech, Lived eight hundred. Not uh, let's see. Lamech lived eight hundred. Let's see, hundred. And he begat. Let me. Lamech lived a total of number. I don't know how many. Seven hundred. I knew that. Seven hundred and seventy-seven years. So what does that mean? Numerically, that means a lot, by the way. That means it's finished. That means a lot. Number seven is the finished product. Number seven is the rest. Number seven is all of those things. And it is not the number of man. But 365 is the number of days we have in our calendar today, right? I don't know if there's anything to have to do with that. That's when Enoch lived. In 969 years, 
when he comes, when he dies, it shall come. Well, what's going to come? What was this great event? The longest, let's see. Methuselah, if you do up, if you add up the math, he died the exact same year as the flood. The exact same year as the flood. So when he dies, it shall come. What come? The flood. What is the flood a type of? Destruction. Of all that do not believe. All that do not believe. So when he dies, it shall come. Only eight souls made it out of the flood. Maybe God had shown uh, to Enoch why the flood was coming. Well, you say, preacher, why was the flood was coming? Why was the flood coming? Look at chapter 6 of the book of Genesis, verse 5. And God saw that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was on evil continually. So uh, that tells us very clearly why the flood came. And maybe God showed him that when he dies, it shall come. Showed him his condition. Uh, uh, could it be that the Lord used this to show Enoch his condition? Could it be that? Maybe so. Maybe this caused Enoch to realize, repent, restore his life with Christ. Uh, and, and all of those things. We can never be perfectly sure. But one thing is sure. After, after Methuselah was born, Enoch walked with God. His faith uh, pleased God. And beloved, I tell you, if you want to have faith that pleases God, uh, you too need to have this turning point in your life. Amen. I'm trying to get done fast, but the Lord's holding me up. Uh, uh, You need, I'm not running rabbits or anything. You need to have, you need to have a conversion uh, in your life if you are going to please God. You've got to have a conversion in your, la- in your life. He lived at the time when the word of God was conveyed only by word of mouth. It was given only by word of mouth, only by revelation, only by those times. And, and so, so, but now that we have, now today we have a written revelation of God. And, and, and it's come to us and we, we enjoy it and thank God that we do. And we're holding it in our hands right now. I mean, literally, this is the word of God. Uh, and we can easily learn from it. We can easily learn about the wrath that is ahead. Uh, we can easily learn about all of those things and to flee from it. Uh, and if you have never repented of your sins this morning uh, and turned to Jesus Christ to save you, please do not put it off anymore. No one can tell exactly. Exactly what time the judgment will come. Enoch's conversion. I want you to notice secondly. Enoch's continuation. The Bible says in verse 5 verse 22. Chapter 5 verse 22. After, and Enoch walked with God. Enoch walked with God. How many years? 300 years. He walked with God. Enoch was not a Sunday in and a Sunday out, a week in and a week out kind of man. He walked with God on a continual basis. That's what he did. I believe according to my King James Bible and according to the authority of it, Enoch walked with God for 300 solid years. That's 109,500 days. Enoch walked with God solidly and he lived his life to please God and he was faithful to what God had put in his life. If we want to use Enoch as an example, we sure enough can. He's continual. Beloved, I tell you, you better be a continual Christian. 
Every, every day walk with God. Uh, others around you ought to see Jesus in you uh, and hear Jesus from you. Uh, it ought to be like that. Our lives are but as vapors. Uh, and, and James said, uh, our lives is but a vapor, appears but a moment and passeth away. Uh, that's not talking about salvation. You can preach it how you want to. Uh, but James is writing to uh, the saved people scattered. Uh, he's writing to the Jews which are scattered abroad in Pontius, Galatia, and Cappadocia, and so on. Uh, and he's writing to those Jews which had been scattered uh, and trying to encourage them just like the book of Hebrews is. Uh, and he's writing them uh, to tell them, uh, hey, uh, your life is but a vapor. You better do what you can for Christ while you can. Uh, so when you cannot, you will not wish you could have. Amen. You will not wish you did. Our lives are vapors and we must serve Him at the fullest capacity while we can. Beloved, be continual Christians. He was continual. He had a conversion. And I want you to notice Enoch's conveyance. The Bible says in verse 24, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. <laughs> he walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. Uh, the word translated in the Hebrews, uh, in the Hebrew um, passage that we see today, uh, it goes on a little farther, and we can read it in Hebrews chapter number 11. We just did. Uh, um, that word there means to transfer. It means to change sides. And so the translation uh, um, changed his uh, condition to uh, mortality to immortality. Uh, uh, and you know, uh, he, his physical body could have not handled it in heaven. And this is what will happen to all those saints here when the rapture comes. When the rapture comes, we will be out there. We will be translated. Hallelujah. Better, better be ready, friend. Better be ready. The start of Enoch's faith. Secondly, I want you to notice the substance. Go back to Hebrews with me. Hebrews, verse 11, chapter 11, excuse me. Verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated. He should not see death and was found, not found, because God had translated him for before his translation. He had this testimony. Please God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is. Um, a rewarder of them to do diligently seek Him. And so I tell you, the, this, the kind of faith that pleases God is a faith that, that has God Himself as the substance, as the foundation of it. As the, the Bible says that Enoch pleased God. He pleased Him. And not man, not the government, not the church, but He pleased God. Isn't that good? Hallelujah. Uh, you know, he sought after the Lord's approval in his life, uh, not man's approval. In verse number 6, uh, it goes on to tell us, uh, using the word but, right? It says, but it is impossible to please God. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. That word but is a continuation. It means it continues on the story that was the prior verse. Uh, and it takes us on. It's a conjunction. It takes us on uh, and saying this is still using Enoch as our example. Using Enoch as the example there that without faith is impossible to please God. Uh, for he that cometh to God must come to him. Uh, um, must believe that he is and he is a royal of them that do diligently seek him. He clearly believed some unpopular things in that day. Enoch, it tells us uh, that we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that do diligently seek him. That tells us the essence of Enoch's life here. 
From this, from this, we can learn three things about Enoch's faith. Uh, I want you to notice number one with me. I want you to notice uh, his faith rested on the right substance. His faith rested on the right. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Okay, okay, the writer of Hebrews didn't say it's hard. Uh, he didn't say it's difficulty, but he said it is impossible to please him without faith. Uh, he simply believed God is what he did. Uh, he believed everything that God had told him, everything that God had shown him. Uh, and we got the much more better with the Word of God in front of us. Uh, and so practically, uh, belief in His Word is what he believed. Faith is believing what God has already said He would do and He would keep it, right? And so if you're going to please God, you must believe His Word. A hundred percent of His Word. It is always right whether you like it or not. It's always going to be right. His belief in God's promises proved His faith in God. If, you, you, if you'll get the right foundation for your life, friend, the faith will be just right. His substance is absolutely was God. His faith rests upon the right substance. Secondly, I want you to notice his fruit rested upon the right substance. Now, now, now it says, For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. There's a reward of them that do diligently seek him. And so think about it. In the wicked world of, of there, there was a man who was faithful to God. One man. I don't know about the rest of them. I ain't preached on them. But I know Enoch was faithful to God in spite of the world right there. We read it in Genesis chapter number 6, verse 5. It was, their heart was on evil continually. And so in that time, uh, there was a one man who was faithful, faithful, faithful to God, who believed that he is. Uh, he is what he is, beloved. Uh, I tell you, that's the truth. According to his word, uh, we must believe that he is no matter what others say. We must believe He's the perfect triune God. He is the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. He's the God. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. That's what He is. He's good. He's the Creator. He is absolutely the only God. There is no other God beside Him. There is the only God. And we got. We must believe He is all the names of Him in the Bible. We can go back and see in the Genesis He's the seed of the woman. In Exodus He's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he's the sacrificial lamb. We can go through it and through it and through it all you want to. I do not care, but you'll find that he is the Lamb of God. He is the one that taketh away the sins of the world. He's the slain lamb. He's the sacrificial lamb. He's the God of all universe. He is the Holy Spirit dwelling inside of you. He is the one that God sent down, the begotten Son, to die for your sins. He is all that you want him to be friend uh, he is the rose of Sharon uh, the, the sweet rose of Sharon uh, he's altogether lovely thank God that's what he is to me uh, if we look throughout all of the Bible you'll find there's a lot of names for God uh, but I'll tell you what he is to me he is my savior he's my savior that's what he is friend he is the Bible says uh, God uh, that comes God must believe that he is Thank God He is this morning. Thank God that He is this morning. He was also faithful to believe a, 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 he, that He was a rewarder of them, that do diligently seek Him. Enoch believed this. 
Think about this. By the fall of his forefather Adam, by the fall of him, he had lost fellowship with God. Uh, He had lost the divine light, the divine love, the divine likeness of God that we were created in. Adam was created in the image of God, okay? Uh, He he was created in the image of God. Uh, He was born, uh, but but, but Enoch, uh, seven from Adam, uh, was born imperfect. Uh, He was born a human being uh, from the likeness of Adam. The Adamic nature. And God can only be found in us again through Christ. That's the only way He can be found in us again. And who is Christ? He's the second Adam, friend. He's the one who come back and we are reborn in His nature. We are born again. Does that make sense to everybody? Everything's coming to get me right now, okay? We were born again, Adam said. I mean, Jesus said to Nicodemus in John chapter number 3. He said, you must be born again. What's born of the flesh is flesh. What's born of water and the spirit is spirit. You must be born again. And what happened on this day is when I got saved on May the 5th, 2013, when Jesus saved me, He created me in me. He come in me and give me a new life. And He set my feet. He established my going. He set my feet upon a rock. He established my goings as the psalmist said. And when He did that, when He did that, I got a new nature. And I was put back into the likeness of God. But I'm not just like God. I'm not perfect. I'm not glorified yet. One day I will be. One day I will be. My my flesh ain't saved. It's not saved. But he was a seeker of God. And he was rewarded for it. Seek after God, beloved. Also, also, his descendants are the only ones who made it through the flood. His grandson, Noah, is the only one, and his great-grandkids were the only ones that made it through the flood, and their wives. His faithfulness rested on God as his substance. And guess what? Over here in the book of Jude, Jude chapter number 14, I mean verse number 14, You'll find right there, the Bible says, And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, now notice these next words, The Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Now what's that talking about? Is that talking about the flood coming? Absolutely not. It's talking about Jesus is coming someday. This is a 5,000 year old message. This is an old, old message. And people are leaving from this message very, very fast right now. But I tell you, it's the same message that needs to be preached today. Jesus is coming. He is coming. He is coming. He is coming. And on the judgment, he preached on that judgment to come to a world that could have cared less. But he was faithful to it. He was faithful to it. Rested 
on the his faithfulness rested on the right substance. And up there, his fruit rested on the right substance. I didn't even preach that when I skipped right over. I didn't mean to. But his fruit rested upon the right subject. In, a, in, a un, in such an ungodly environment, the faith of Enoch to believe in, an ex, in the existence of a personal, living, and true God would have surely stood out in that world. His fruit must have believed God too because he believed God. Think about it. Think about it. But because of granddaddy walking with God, I trust God enough to preach for a hundred years, 120 years, and build a boat at the same time. And something's about to take place by revelation of God that I've never seen before. I'm Noah right now, okay? I've never seen this before. But I remember granddaddy preaching on it a little bit. I remember granddaddy preaching on something, uh, uh, one that's going to come on down the road a little farther. But I know God told me to do this, so I'm going to keep building and I'm going to keep preaching. Amen. And I'm going to preach the same message every single day. Whether anybody likes it or not, it's going to rain. It's going to rain. Well, it ain't never rained before. Well, Jesus ain't never come before either, but we must keep preaching it. Amen. We must keep preaching it. And so through the fruit, it rested on the right substance. The faithfulness rested on the right substance. Uh, he was faithful no matter what. And Genesis 5 account uh, tells us not once but twice that Enoch walked with God. He was faithful. He was faithful. Beloved, here, have faith in, have faith in God, okay? Have faith in God. Your fruit will benefit from that. Your children will benefit from your faithfulness. And be faithful to God. You and your fruit will benefit from that. Amen. But don't do it for the benefit. Do it because you love it. Preach. Even when no one seems to listen. Preach. Maybe it's just your kids who will make it through the ark. Right? Maybe it's just your kids that will make it through on the ark of grace. Maybe that's the only time. Be faithful when no one else seems to because maybe it will be your kids one day who knew of your faithfulness and got on board. Amen. Substance to start. I'm done. The settlement of Enoch's faith. We read it all the way through this. I want you to know Enoch satisfied God. Now the Bible says very clearly before his translation had this testimony that he pleased God now in the verb tense as this word is written pleased is written in verb and it speaks it means to satisfy and it means to gratify entirely and so the fate that led Enoch to stop walking his way and to walk with God for 300 solid years brought satisfaction and brought pleasure to God. Think about having that testimony. Before I died, I had the testimony that I pleased God. What a good testimony. What a good te- And by doing this, Enoch fulfilled the primary purpose of man's life. By the way, he, he, he absolutely, he, he, he absolutely did he, he fulfilled that purpose. Now, now, Revelation chapter number 4 and verse number 11 
you want to write it down, you don't have to turn there. But the Bible says very clearly, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. So you're telling me that God created us for His pleasure? Absolutely. Absolutely. He created all things for His pleasure. The birds in the sky, the rocks on the ground, were all created for the pleasure of God. They were all created for the pleasure of God. Uh, and I tell you, now, now that includes us as well, though. That includes us. God created all of us not for our own pleasure or anyone else. They've they turned the grace of God into lasciviousness. That means their own pleasure. They lived how they wanted to live. That was the day of Noah. Okay? But not anyone else's pleasure, but for God's pleasure. But let me ask you a question. We always summarize everything down, apply it as preaching. But preaching and teaching are two different things. Preaching imparts truth. Excuse me. Teaching imparts truth. Preaching ends with a decision. But it imparts truth too. Let me ask you this question. Are you pleasing God? Are you pleasing God with your life? Are you really pleasing God? Do our lives bring pleasure to God? Do they? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, the Bible tells us without faith it is impossible to please Him. You know, if we are to please God, we must have faith to believe that He is and He is a reward of them to do diligently. Seek Him, right? Are you pleasing God? Are you pleasing God? I don't think I'm pleasing Him like I should be. Enoch satisfied God. Enoch served God. We read it in Jude chapter number four, I mean verse number 14 and 15. He became a prophet to the people of that time, warning them to flee from God's coming judgment. And it is interesting that that judgment that Enoch preached about was not the judgment of the ark, but it was the judgment of Jesus coming. The faith that Enoch had as a result of his close walk with the Lord gave him the power to preach this message boldly. Boldly and courageously. And he preached a message around 5,000 years old and counting. That's amazing. But yet today many are falling away. They're falling away from the message that should still be preached. Amen. Judgment is coming. It is. Does your faith in God really cause you to serve Him? You're not satisfied God. He served God. And to, then today... By faith, Enoch was translated. It should not be. Should not see there. Enoch is sitting with God. This took place after he had lived up to the age of three hundred and sixty-five. Why did God take Enoch up? Well, maybe it was done. Maybe it was done to spare him from facing severe persecution. I don't know. Maybe it was done to just give us a picture of what awaits. I don't know. I know God uses types in Scripture, but I tell you this, what happened to Enoch will happen on a much larger scale in the last days. In an event called the rapture. And believers who are living on earth when the rapture takes place will be instantly, instantly, twinkling of an eye, transformed, taken up to heaven without dying. That's the case. How wonderful it will be to be taken up with the Lord forever with all the resurrected saints all the Old Testament saints 
They come in a different way than you did. They didn't come through the blood of the lamb. But they had the same gospel message. There had to be bloodshed. There had to be bloodshed. Beloved, are you looking forward to this event? I am. Think of Enoch, the very first believer to experience something like the, like the rapture. Think of his faith. Think of Enoch's faith. It was a faith that pleased God and enabled him to walk with God and serve God effectively so much that God took him. Do you have that kind of faith this morning? Would you stand your feet? We're done. Do you have that kind of faith this morning? Do you have the kind of faith that tells? Let me let me just say this. For me, I'm lacking. I'm lacking. I'm lacking in that kind of faith. Let me ask you this. Are you pleasing God in your life? Are you pleasing God in your life? Does your faith in Him cause you to serve Him more? Are you saved? Are you settled on it? Is your substance the Lord? Is that first? Number one. Number one. If he's not number one, you have a different God. Just say it. Is your substance the Lord? Do your friends, fruit, and family know? Jesus is coming soon, and God help us to have the faith of Enoch in a godless world. By faith, Enoch. We've seen the start of his faith. We've seen the substance of his faith in Christ. We've seen the settlement of his faith. And at the end of his life, this is what the writer of Hebrews had to say about him. Before he died, before he was translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. What a testimony. He preached his own funeral. God help us this morning. I'm going to come to the altar. Lord, bless the service. Lord, bless your will. Have your will, Lord. Your way. Bless these dear folk, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you for what you've given us. Your goodness upon us, God. You've been so good to us. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. Help us with our faith. Lord, Lord, I know I believe things, but Lord, help me with my unbelief. Where I fail you, Lord. Help me, God. In Jesus' name.